0: Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. This week in TV history.
1: Do you remember when Geraldo Rivera opened up Al Capone's vault on national TV and found nothing?
0: Wasn't Al Capone living in Geraldo's mustache?
1: <laughs> Something like that.
0: I feel like I remember that. Something Maybe like not. That.
1: I was, I was too young to remember that one. I've heard stories about it. Uh, then a year later, The Simpsons debuted as a cartoon short on Fox's Tracy Ullman show. Here's a fun little fact about Heather Branches on John Hicks. I was never allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was growing up.
0: As you shouldn't. It, mm-hmm. it, it has been a, a terrible show. Which is why it's been on television for how many years? Since 1986? M- my now?
1: mother thought that uh, Bart Simpson was a brat. He ta- and he was. He talked back to his teachers and oh, his he parents. Told was brat. He was a total brat. Now, that's the thing is that I think I respect it as a show and that it's funny and it has the political humors and all those things. And as an adult, it's fine to watch. But I was a younger kid when that was on TV at first. My mother was like, absolutely not. I think she heard it say one just sassy line. So I can't remember what, what it sure. was. She Absolutely, flipped that channel right off and it never came off. <laughs> I got in my house.
0: There's other <laughs> things to watch. Other things to watch on Netflix. There are. And whatnot.
1: Ooh, there's lots of good stuff to watch. Some of the things that help me avoid the news headlines that I can't seem to get away from.
0: Uh,
1: Doing the work that we do, we obviously have to keep up with everything that's going on in this world. While hopefully you, fair listener, listening to us on the radio right now are able to do a little bit more avoidance of all these crazy stories we keep coming in and out of but one story every now and then i see one that makes me laugh and i really like and i want to certainly run it by you immediately sir i recently read this one article that talked about the oh crap moments of retirement planning events that can Mm. derail you financially events that i know you have seen happen firsthand but Mm. that is kind of the start of everything that you do there on the jay hagan offices, working to help us avoid saying oh crap at least yeah not too often in our retirement years, John how do we go about doing that
0: Yeah you know I, it's a little unfortunate but it just it is just how life works sometimes where something happens to us and we're like oh man uh, or oh crap or whatever, but we realize maybe we didn't prepare so well for that. You know, on this show we talk about the big topics, the macroeconomic elements. Like, hey, right. what do you do right. if you've got a pension buyout, and or what happens if interest rates keep going up, and how that affects your bonds, or you know, what happens if you have too much risk in your portfolio? But sometimes it's those things that we really don't love to talk about that really kind of impact us the most financially. So when I'm ever talking to folks, you know, there's a lot of people that for the very first time I'll meet them, they'll call in and they'll kind of have one of these comments and they'll have one of these situations going on in their real life. And I say, oh, crap, you know, that's a big deal. We need to really address that. So I think probably now and I guess really probably from the middle of COVID on, one of the things we've been dealing with more than ever, guys, and I, and I hate to say it, but it's true, we've been dealing with a lot of fatalities where someone loses a spouse way too early. I mean, I'm actually, you know, right now thinking of, of a great client that I've had for over a decade, mm-hmm. and he was in great health. As a matter of fact, he had just been backpacking out west, mm-hmm. and he went in for an elective foot surgery. Didn't think that there was going to be any issues in the world, elective, no right. big deal. Right. Unfortunately, he didn't recover from that and he's no longer with us. And he was in great, I mean, honestly, for anyone in their early seventies, as far as being a figure of health, if you can backpack at all, heck in your fifties, much less your seventies, that is a pretty good figure of health. But unfortunately that happened and we weren't thinking that that was even going to be the case. So what happens in those events? And so these are the types of things that we're talking about. An unexpected health event can cause us to really start looking at our finances. Did we get it right? Did it happen correctly? And guys, you know that I'm crazy when it comes to taxation because I feel that so many of us are not getting it right, the things we can do to put ourselves in the best tax environment. But I want you to think about this one thing. So unfortunately, what happens if we have a situation in our marriage or, or in, our, in our lives where we lose someone? And not only do we lose our life partner, we lose a little bit of income sometimes, but then on top of that, what if we have a worse tax environment on top of that? Right. Now, guys, I'm not describing uh, an irregularity. This is unfortunately the normal occurrence. And I deal with this all the time. So unfortunately, when people come see me, it's like, uh, unfortunately, John, you know, I just lost a spouse. You know, this is very difficult for me. I don't know what to do. I keep hearing from all of my family and everyone else. I should do nothing. And often that's a very good uh, thing to do. You don't want to make drastic changes in the okay. beginning. But what we need to understand though is, is often if we can, before that situation, understand what would happen if we did lose a spouse in, in our uh, relationships? What would that do to our income? What would that do to us emotionally? Are we prepared? Do both spouses understand how the money's being managed? Right. But then more than that, do we understand what the tax ramification is to then be a single filer if the majority of our money is, as it often is, in all in tax deferred accounts. Because what we find, Heather, and it's really unfortunate but it it happens to be the truth, that we lose income, we have an emotional burden upon us, and we have a higher tax liability all at the same time. Guys, that can be avoided. But that means that we have to attack these problems before they've begun. This is why I say every week, matter of fact, Saturday and Sunday, (laughs) all weekend, every single weekend, We need to have plans in place to solve for the things that we don't really want to think about. And that's what my firm does. That's what we do for our clientele. We want to solve those problems before they actually become problems. But losing a spouse is a big one because that matters not just from an emotional standpoint, but also financially and also from a tax standpoint. Another situation that we run into all the time is when people have a tough time just making financial decisions. And I get it. It's paralysis of analysis. Or or sometimes it's just a couple. Neither one of them have the same philosophy when it comes to investing. And I see it all the time. One of the spouses will say, you know, John, I'm very conservative. I don't want to take any risk at all. He makes me so uncomfortable with how he just, you know, acts so cavalier and invests our money a certain way. But having said that, he's done a good job for us. And on the other side, you see the other spouse and they was like, you know, I believe that we can make all this money, but you know, they don't have to know everything I'm doing. It's perfectly fine. Well, guys, that creates, uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a chaotic situation there yep. where neither spouse are comfortable, neither spouse understand what we're trying to accomplish. And unfortunately, it makes it very vague. That is very easy to delineate certain accounts to do certain things. And a lot of the guys, they understand, hey, I see what you're saying, John, we want our Roths to be the most aggressive part of our portfolio because if it goes to the moon, then we pay no taxes on the gains. Right. And then at the same time, people understand our more conservative investments we often like to have inside of that tax-deferred account, like our 401K or our 403B or our, a traditional IRA. Why? Because we're not expecting that hyper-growth. We might need that to produce an income stream for us, right? So if we understand those things, what we understand by just going through the simple process of figuring out what our money should do for us, we typically get both people in line there, where both sides of a marriage can actually feel confidence and comfortable knowing, oh, now I see what you're saying is, yes, we do want some good things like Apple or Amazon or Microsoft or Google. Hey, take your pick. I'm not saying buy any of those things, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying in general, if those are parts of your portfolio, we want those in places where we're not going to pay taxes on it if they keep growing the way they have. And lastly, unfortunately today, guys, what I want to mention, because this is unfortunately a truth, and we keep hearing about it more and more and more in the media, yep. they call it gray divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which just, it's unfortunate, but it just means, hey, we're, we're going through a phase in our life that we, it happens, it happens to the best of us, where sometimes we don't see eye to eye in our marriage and it may be better to end that. But if we're doing that later in life, after the majority of our savings have been invested, after the majority of our assets have been taken care of, it causes pretty big issues right. when it comes down to how do we produce income streams for both parties? How can they feel like they're both intact after they've already severed something that frankly has been going on for a very long period of time, how do they sever that and both still feel like they can proceed in their lives? And so we help people understand through these things, not that we can avoid them. That's what we're trying to do here. But what we're trying to get people to understand is how can we best prepare ourselves through these situations so that number one, if we can avoid them, let's avoid them. But if we can't, Let's go through them with eyes wide open so that we make proper decisions to take care of things. And again, this does not mean you can't do these things on your own, guys. But what it does mean to me is that sometimes there's better ways to solve these problems. If you don't have those answers, there might be help out there that can help you. If it's something that my team and I can help you do, we would love to expose those issues because no one has to go through these things alone. But better than that, You don't have to do it incorrectly. We can do the best we can if we understand what you need. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Integrity Financial Planning Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, NPN number 2293473.